Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everyone. I, I, I think uh, Pastor neglected to say the, the fact why that is important to note that I, that I did Ephesians um, is I did not know that he spoke on Ephesians Monday evening. So I said, well, the Lord is obviously giving a confirmation that this is what we need to talk about since I didn't realize that that's what he talked about Monday evening. Um, so the title of our message this evening is called The Time is Now, Living in the Light. The Time is Now, Living in the Light. And so I want to begin with Ephesians chapter 5, starting at verse 13, and I'm going to read through verse 16. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doth make manifest is light. Wherefore he saith, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. So my thought this evening is, I'm going to tell you what time it is. The time is now. The time is now. And what, what for me, I, I, I don't know about you, but we, we, we've talked about it. And I, I felt the same as um, Pastor did when, when I heard about Brother Howard. And I, I thought, you know, this is, a, this is a battle of the enemy. Because even though the Lord, he, he will allow things to happen to us. This is the enemy, though, coming against us almost like Job saying, you know, to, to, to the Lord, have you considered my servants, Brother Howard and Sister Jenny? Have you considered my servants, the Whites? Have you considered my servants, the Rogers, the Adkins? Have you considered the Coeys? Have you considered, I mean, the Phillips, the list goes on and on and on. The Smiths, good Lord, we have had so many things happen to our people in 2020, aside from just the stuff that's happened in 2020. Right. And so I'm thinking to myself, this all can't be coincidence. To me, this is, this is as big a sign as you can get of the enemy saying, my time is short. Yes. That's what, that's to me, we, we can either look at the signs that are happening in 2020 and look at the stuff that's happening in our lives and go, oh God, did you see that coming? Oh Lord, I don't know if you knew. Or we can say, you know what? I'm going to redeem the time because the days are evil. And I, I, I was just saying today at my work, I have never seen days like these. I have never seen our society enter the phase that it has with with things happening that I would have said my, my children would never see that happen in their lifetime. Never would I have thought that some of the things that are coming out in today's culture would be things that people are going, that's okay. I can agree with that. Never, never. But the days are evil. And so what are we supposed to do? Well, we got to live in the light. Because even though the days are evil, we are supposed to live in the light. So what is the light? Life was the light. 
of men. And the light shineth in darkness. And the darkness comprehended it not. You know, I, I, I have had my mind boggled this year. I don't know if your minds have been boggled. I've been boggled. I have had people explain to me why they believe what they believe or why they think what they think. And it is the most illogical, nonsensical, immoral most of the time, unethical, and, I, and, and they're convicted by it. They're convicted in their immorality. And they believe it. And I, and even if you were not a church goer, to me, the lack of logic, I'm, 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 I'm a very logic sequenced person. It's just how my brain is wired. Okay? It's why the Bible can make sense to someone like me, because it's very logical. You do this, you make it to heaven. It's, it's very clear for me. And it doesn't contradict itself. Tell me any book, any book with, with over a span of this many years that was written that doesn't contradict itself. Well, only one that's divinely inspired, I can promise you. Because authors do not see eye to eye most of the time. Because, you know, no, they said it this way, but really, it's this way. Even in medicine, you know, we used to use leeches to just take your blood. You had a headache, let's draw out some blood. That's the right way, that'll solve it. Good old leech cure. <laughs> and then doctors said, you know what? Leeches may not be the answer. Let's use mercury. Mercury's the answer. Cures what ails you. Also will kill you. <laughs> but it's an answer. Doctors over the years, over the same period of years, not even the same period of years, but a smaller portion of years, doctors have disagreed with what, what they were saying in medicine that was, that was the way to do it, and yet nobody has over the time disagreed as authors within the Bible about the Bible. That's a miracle. Yeah. So for me, I, I can follow the logic, and yet there are people today who have no logic happening. No logic. I, 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 I can't wrap my mind around it. But you know what? When you read the Bible, it makes perfect sense why. It's because the darkness does not comprehend the light. So when you see yourself, maybe in, in my same position, where you go, I don't understand why this is so confusing to people. I, I don't understand. The world is going upside down, crazy, sideways, off its rocker. John 1 and 5. And the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. We already know the answer. It's because the dark, those who are living in the dark, those who are not the children of the light, they do not understand the light. They can't wrap their minds around it. And because they are in the dark, they stumble around and they don't even know what they're tripping on. We are supposed to be different. We're supposed to be living in the light. So who is the light? Well, we already know. Jesus is the light. Amen. John 8 and verse 12. 
Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Now, two things strike me about that verse that, that Jesus said. The first thing is, when Jesus said this, he was saying it, I'm going to give you the context, it was immediately following when all these Pharisees were gathering around taking the woman who was caught in the act of adultery saying, we're going to stone her. What do you think, Jesus? She was caught in the very act. Law says we stone her. What say you? What do you think? And we know the story. Jesus, you know, wrote in the sand, then he looks up and says, any of you who have not, you know, sin, not fallen short of the glory of God, you go ahead and cast the first stone. And what'd they do? They left. They put their little stones down and said, not my day necessarily. And what did Jesus say to her? He said, where are your accusers? And, and, and she said, they're gone. And he said, neither do I condemn thee. Go and sin no more. And immediately following that directive that he gave the woman, he says, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Now, you know what strikes me about that? He says that after he tells a woman who we would say, she, as bad as you get, really. I mean, and according to the law, a hussy. Most of the women in the room would feel that way. Right? And, and so you're going, what is this? But you know what's powerful about that? What's powerful about that is even at our worst, Jesus says, you can still follow me and you can be a child of the light. Not even your worst will keep you from becoming a child of the light if you will go and sin no more. Follow me. My directive was go and sin no more. So if you follow me, and you know what's amazing to me, the second thing that strikes me about that is it's like saying I'm following the sunshine. That's what I'm doing. Because Jesus is the light. So if I follow him, I'm going to be able to see everywhere that I put my feet. Everywhere that I go, I'm going to be able to know, oh, that I need to move just a little bit here. I'm going to have to step here or I'm going to stumble. That is what following Jesus is about. And the only thing that can separate us from that light is our own sin. Is our own doings. Is our own stumbling blocks. Because as soon as we add sin in the mix, then we have basically put our own roadblocks so that we can't keep following Jesus. If we don't deal with it. we got to get it out of the way. John 12 and verse 46. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. So not only are we supposed to follow Jesus, but you know what I know? You're not going to follow anybody for very long unless you believe them. Right. So you've got to take it a step further. You can't just follow. If you're going to sustain following, you have to believe. And we already know, when you believe on God, what are you supposed to believe? That He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. 
So it's not just following, but I'm, I'm looking for you, Jesus. I'm looking for you in my office. I'm looking for you in this circumstance. I'm looking for you when the chips are down. I'm looking for you when I go to the ER. I'm looking for you when I find a crisis. I'm looking for you when I hear the bad news. I'm looking for you when I get a bad report. I am looking for you diligently and seeking your face because I know that you will shine light yeah. on my situation. Yeah. 2 Corinthians 4, beginning at verse 6 and going through 7. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. You know, when we shine through, let Jesus shine through us, when people see us, it is not how good we are. It is how good He is. I can tell you right now, there is nothing that is amazing about me. There is nothing. I have flesh and humanity, and I can tell you it is not a pretty sight. I wanted to kill people too, Sister Jenny. <laughs> there are times when you have to ask God to forgive you for it. It gets in your heart. You got to get it out. You got to get it out. But you know what? When you allow the Lord to shine through you, it's like His Spirit burns those impurities out of you. Yeah. It's like he's, He convicts your soul in a way where you go, I can't think that way anymore. And it's, it's not, I've heard, I've heard young people say, um, who are trying to find the Lord, some of them will say, oh, but you're going to lose who you are. Are you even you? But, but you're changing. Well, yeah, I hope so. I sure do hope so. Because you, you know what the Bible says is he refines us. So we are like a diamond that is in a mine. When you pull that big honking rock out, if you get a raw diamond, it doesn't necessarily have a whole lot of value to it. Because you know why? It takes a master cutter to cut that diamond, to take off all the impurities and to make the facets for it because a diamond is rated on its brilliance and you know what brilliance is a direct measure of the amount of light that can go through all of those facets and shine that diamond if you want to know what I am without Jesus I'm a hunk of dirt but when I am in Jesus's hands what he does is he says, I can see your potential. And although, yes, I'm shaving off pieces, and that might hurt, and I may not like the cut this way, and I may not like what you're doing this way, but as he takes, and in his master hands, he takes and just cuts right, and he makes this change here, and in your life, and you go, you know what, I'm changing, and I'm transforming. I can't listen to that anymore. I can't hear that kind of conversation. I can't be involved in that environment anymore. i got to change how I'm doing. I change what I look like. I change. I change how I'm living because the master is cutting things off of me. He's changing things with me, but he's making me brilliant because he's shining through me. We are called 
And so this goes directly to purpose. When you go, what is your purpose? I'll tell you what your purpose is. Everybody's purpose is we are called to be children of the light. Isaiah 60, beginning at verse 1, and we're just going to go through verse 5, says, Arise, shine. Shine. For thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon, me, upon thee. For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness, the people, you want to talk about living in a day with darkness covering the earth and gross darkness the people? I, I think we're living in that hour. But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Lift up thine eyes round about, and see, all they gather themselves together. They come to thee. Thy sons shall come from far, and thy daughters shall be nursed at thy side. How many of you have children who have been wayward? How many of you have promises that the Lord has not yet fulfilled? I'm going to tell you right now, this is the promise of the Lord. He says, your sons are going to come from afar. Your daughters are going to be carried in, nursed by the Lord. He, he's going to bring them in. Then thou shalt See and flow together, and thine heart shall fear and be enlarged, because the abundance of the sea shall be converted unto thee. The forces of the Gentiles shall come unto thee. Now, I know that is King James English, but I, I, just for some of you, because I, I know Amplified is, is maybe not the version that you like, but I'm going to tell you right now, it's powerful to read it in this if you don't understand what it said in King James. So we're going to read it real quick. Arise from the depression and prostration in which circumstances have kept you. Rise to a new life. I, I, I feel in the Holy Ghost that some of you have been bound by depression and prostration because of the circumstances that have been in your life. But God is saying tonight, rise to a new life. Shine and be radiant with the glory of the Lord for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and dense darkness all peoples. But the Lord shall arise upon you, O Jerusalem, and his glory shall be seen on you. And nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your rising. Lift up your eyes round about you and see. They all gather themselves together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from afar, and your daughters shall be carried and nursed in the arms. Then you shall see and be radiant, and your heart shall thrill and tremble with joy at the glorious deliverance and be enlarged wealth. The Dead Sea shall be turned to you. Unto you shall the nations come with their treasures. So what does that mean? As a child of the light, we may experience the worst, but we rise to new life and shine. We may be down. The enemy can kick us. 
It can get really bad. It can get low. The pit can get lower than you ever expected it to go. But as a child of the light, the pit has no hold on me. The Lord says at some point, enough is enough. You're coming up out of that pit. Arise and shine. Arise and shine. And when His light is going through us, as a child of the light, we radiate His glory. We radiate His glory. The third thing as a child of the light is we draw people to the light like moths to a flame. And I'm going to tell you, that can be for good and that can be for bad. You, you are a beacon. You want to say, I just don't know why I keep getting persecuted. I'm going to tell you why. You're a light. You're a light. Darkness cannot comprehend it, but it sees it. It doesn't understand it, but it sees it. It looks at it, and it says, i, I got to do something about that. Either it's going to be, look, Sanballat and all of them who were trying to tear down the walls, they can look at the light and go, I'm going to try to destroy this. Or it can be, I, I, I don't know what's going on, but Lord, my servant is ill. If you'll just give just the word. I, I don't even understand what's going on, but I, I, I know that I'm a soldier. And, and, and I'm a centurion, and, and look, we, we give commands. If you'll just give the word. But that's why. Because you're drawn to the light. It's either going to be to try to snuff it out, or I want to be in it. I want to be in it. You're going to get two kinds. Either I'm, I'm drawn to it, because I want to be in it and I want it, to, I want it to get brighter or I'm like a cockroach. This has got to turn off. What do cockroaches do when, when the light goes on? They run. They run. They don't like it because you're getting into my creep zone. That light is shining on all the stuff. Look, I, I can tell you. had people, I, I've, t I've told some of you this, you, you know, I have my own, my own personal, personal stuff that I do. It shouldn't matter to anybody what I do. What I do is, is between me and God. You'd be amazed though how many people tell me I need to change what I'm doing. Not church people. Not church people. Who want to tell me, you know what, you would look so cute if you would just... It shouldn't matter that you... You know, if it doesn't matter, why is it bugging you? It's not bugging me. I don't come going, I feel so restricted. I feel so hampered. But it sure does bother you. So for me, I'm like, you know what? I must be doing something right. If it's getting under your skin, it doesn't get under mine. I, I don't know. I just kind of almost feel like that's a little temptation. A little enemy kind of trying to take a, a little treasure that I have. It's my own personal treasure. doesn't have to do with any of you. Whatever you do is, is your business between you and God. But I'm just saying to you... If you start getting people trying to take your little joy away, trying to take your little treasures that God has given you, you better 
you better ask yourself, is this really for my good or is this an enemy thief trying to come into my camp and steal what God has given to me? This is the hour of the thief coming in the night. And you know what? I'm going to tell you, and, and when I say by God, I'm not meaning it in a curse, cursing way. I mean, by God, you will not take my treasure. I am putting up boundaries around my life because I am a child of the light. And I'm going to walk in the light and I'm going to live in the light. And you know what? Nothing, no creeping, crawling enemy is coming in the back door because you were not welcome. I'm not leaving a window open. I'm not leaving the back door open. You are not coming in because you know what? I want to be prepared for the day when, the, when God says... The bridegroom has come. And I want to know how many people have their lamps filled with oil. You know what I'm going to say? Jesus, not only is mine filled, but I got some in the back ready to go. Just in case. Because I'm ready to pop this stand. We ready to go. You want to see how high I can jump? I can. you you just going to see God. I'm ready to go. Nothing's going to hold me. Thank you, Lord. Because yes. I'm living in the light. This is all temporary. Yes, it is. This, this doesn't matter. I have said to my children, look, I am a vessel. And the Bible says there are good vessels and there are bad vessels. You know, we have them in our house. There's one that you flush. You're probably not going to make soup in that vessel. Maybe you would. I wouldn't. Then there are vessels that sit on a, you know, little hearth. They do nothing but look good. Then there are vessels that they feed people. There are vessels that are useful. They may not be the prettiest, but they serve powerful purposes. We were not called to sit on a shelf. We were called to be kings and priests. What's the job of a king if not to serve? What's the job of a priest if not to serve? We were meant to be the ones saying, I'm going to give you some light. I'm going to shine my light that he is shining through me and I'm going to share that because the days are evil and dark. As a child of the light, we're restored and made whole. You can say, well, what if we die? What if something happens? What if the end comes that is the worst? I'm sorry, did you think this was the end? Did, was this what you were waiting for? I know I'm not going to live forever. If Jesus tarries, I have an expiration date. But I'm going to tell you what, everything that I didn't like about myself Everybody has things. I'm going to be perfect in heaven. Watch out. He's going to make it awesome. So anything that you go, I had a trauma in my life. I had this situation happen to me. He will restore and make whole everything that has ever happened to you. Everything. You may say, it's not in this lifetime, but you know what? That's okay because I'm waiting for the next lifetime. I am waiting for the next lifetime because that one lasts a whole lot longer than this one. 
And we are richly blessed as children of the light. And it doesn't mean in money. You know what? I have the peace that passes all understanding. I'm not worried about the election because I know that my answer is not Joe Biden or Donald Trump. Amen. I know that my answer is not the Republicans or the Democrats or the Libertarians or anybody in between. Yes. And God forbid that we find somebody that we really, really like because watch out, that could be the little slimy peacemaker who, who you know wants to put a number in your, in your head. Think about it. Watch it because you don't know. Everybody's waiting on that person who everybody likes. Uh-huh. But we're living in the light. And you know when you live in the light, it's a call of consecration and separation. 2 Corinthians 6, beginning at verse 14 and 15. It says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? Now Jesus is not saying, you know, go, I cannot talk to you. You are an infidel. That is not what he means. But he's saying, when you are trying to get a word of encouragement, when you are trying to say, I'm struggling with something, when you are trying to have that relationship dynamic that you need to just make it to the next goalpost, you don't want to talk about all your mess to an unbeliever. What are they going to do for you? I see people on Facebook all the time. I have so depressed. I'm a keto. Facebook is not a Christian forum, in case you all did not know. I don't have Instagram. Well, I do, but I don't actually use it. But anyway, that's not a Christian forum either. You know, people get on that, and they just feed into every little upset that you have. I, I have nobody here, and there's everybody offends me, and I'm so depressed. And you know what? You'll get 6,200 people who will go... Oh, I'm so sorry for you. I just love you so much. That's right. Oh, they love you? They've been praying for you? Praying for your soul? They've been seeking the Lord with you at the altar? What have they been doing for you? Go out to eat? Offer you a drink? Good time? Relax a little bit? Chill? Talk about the people that you hate together? just saying, what are you feeding into your soul? And I'm not speaking against Facebook or anything else, but I'm saying you got to watch who you have relationship with. You got to watch who you are going to for encouragement because God is trying to put in our hearts and in our minds that we got to say, you know what? I'm struggling with something. Can you pray for me? You know what? That is a word of encouragement. That's edifying the body. And you know what? As, As you pray for me, you know what it does for you? You get strength. It it doesn't make sense. Well, you know why? Because it's called the light. And the darkness does not understand it. So what happens with the light, when you pour into somebody in the light, you all of a sudden get stronger. Because that's the way light works. Now that doesn't happen in the natural. But that's what happens with the light. When you're living in the light, you're supposed to have a different response to calamity and hardship. 
Ephesians 5, verse 19 and 20. Chapter 5, verse 19 and 20. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you what. When you are starting to struggle and when you are starting to feel the darkness around you, you know what you're supposed to do? You better get a little song in your heart. You better start saying, I'm going to change the atmosphere. I'm going to start giving thanks to God. Not just for the good times. Not just for the times when I get a party. But in all things, I'm giving thanks. Because you know what? I am a child of the light. My response is not supposed to be doom and gloom and depression. I am going to change the atmosphere around me for myself, for my family, for my work. I have the ability because I'm a child of the light. And you know what? When you're living in the light, you're also supposed to be unafraid to fight. I, I, I am staggered by how many Christians feel that they need to say nothing and do nothing and not stand up for their own family. Who do you stand up for if not, if not your own? Amen. Let me tell you what. That little girl over there, she's my treasure. I got two treasures. And believe I am hitting this right here because I'm making warfare because I want those two saved. I want them making it and I, I don't care what it takes. My body doesn't matter. I'm a vessel. If, if Jesus sees that they're going to fail and lose out with God and, and my death would do it for them, you know what I'm saying? Take me now. Take me now. Sure, I don't, wanna, I, I, I don't want to go, but you know what I care about more than, than staying? Eternity. And I'm not letting the enemy just come into my house. We're supposed to fight. 2 Timothy 2, chapter 1 through verse 3. Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Jesus Christ, and the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. We're supposed to... I got my camo on tonight. I'm ready. Let me tell you, in this last hour, I am not going to get weak-kneed and simper and go, Oh God, I just don't know what to do. You know what? I'm standing in the face of the devil and I'm saying, You know what? Give the body of Christ your best shot because we are not going down. Because when we've done everything that we can do, we know that we're still going to stand. God's already won the war. We just have to stand and make it through to the end. And so when, when we've done it all, we've got to make sure that we put on the whole armor of God. 1 Peter 1 and verse 13. Wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. You... You know what I, I and 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 we can 
we can end here, Sister Shostrand. I'm going to tell you what is in this hour that tries to defeat us more than any, anything else. It's not even sickness. It's not, it's not passing. It's not any of those things. You know what it is? Right here. What it does to you here. Because here is where the battle is waged. This is where it's fought. Right here. In between these two things. What you hear that goes in and then torments you. But as a child of the light, as a child of the light, God says, you gird up the loins of your mind and be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. We are not supposed to allow this to come under siege and be brought under the submission of the enemy. We are supposed to be able to, as a child of the light, say, I am going to close these. I'm not going to hear what you're saying. I'm not going to see what's happening. And I'm not going to speak the evil. But what I'm doing is I'm trusting in the hope of the end. In the glory of the light that has been shining in me all this time. Because I know that my God is faithful. And that he will keep me until the end. And despite the despair that I feel. Despite the anxiety that I'm going through. Despite the offense that I have, I am willing to give grace and forgiveness because of somebody who gave me grace and forgiveness. I'm willing to let my cares go to him because he cares for me. I am willing to let him release me from the bonds of my own torment that the enemy continues to try to wrap around my mind and in my spirit because I am a child of promise. I am a child of the light and you proclaimed, you proclaimed victory to me. Would everybody just stand and lift your hands to the Lord and thank the Lord for his word this evening.